Welcome to the Uncle Eric Presents Crime Fiction Podcast, featuring classic radio shows, crime, murder mysteries, and suspense shows. We're so glad you tuned in for this current classic episode. But first, a few show comments and episode notes from Uncle Eric. Welcome back, folks, to another exciting episode from the Uncle Eric Presents Classic Radio Series. I am so glad you tuned in again, and hope you are enjoying listening to these exciting episodes. Today, we make another visit with Detective Boston Blackie. Today's episode is titled, The Simmons Construction Company Murder. This episode aired in 1945. In this episode, Blackie tries to solve the unexplained murder of a construction worker while laid up suffering from laryngitis. Boston Blackie is brought to you by our friends at BoomerFlix.com. At BoomerFlix.com, you can watch thousands of the old classic television shows, classic movies, and classic cartoons you grew up with. If you're a fan of the oldie TV shows and movies, then give a visit to BoomerFlix.com and enjoy the oldies again. Also, please visit UncleEric.com to listen to all the currently available radio podcast categories and episodes. There are also hundreds of the old classic mystery and suspense detective television shows for you to watch as well. They're a hoot to watch. If you like this episode of Boston Blackie, please consider buying Uncle Eric a cup of coffee in the link below. Thanks a million. Now, enjoy this great episode with that popular detective, Boston Blackie titled, The Simmons Construction Company Murder. We'll catch up. I hope so, or Simmons might think he needs a new foreman. Here comes concrete, Bill. Come on, fellas, rake that stuff down. Let's uh, get some action here. Some view down there, Bill. Some drop, too. Oh, did you have to mention that? Look, Joe, just watch your step up here, and you can live forever on jobs like these. Yeah, but who wants to live forever? Well, there you go. Hey, Bill, what the... Tom, Mike, somebody come up here, quick. Bell's collapsed. What's the matter with him, Joe? Bell's too giddy, I don't know. Just fell down like an empty sack. Somebody give me a hand with him. Signal for the elevator to come up empty. Well, what's the matter? Look, there's a bullet hole in him. A bullet hole? Bill shot up here on the 20th floor, you crazy. Wish I was, Tom, because Bill's dead. And now, back to Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friends. But, Faraday, you have to do something about these parking tickets. Look, John, you've been telling me that for 15 minutes. And for 15 minutes, I've told you there's nothing I can do. Well, we might as well talk about something else. Well, let's talk about Boston Blackie. I'm on my way up to see him. He's sick, you know. Hey, look, let's leave Blackie out of this. What's the matter, Inspector? Don't you want Blackie to get along? What I think of Blackie is my own business. And nothing's the matter as long as he can't get out of bed. Now, you know you miss him. Yeah, like I'd miss a toothache. But uh, let's not talk about him. Good. 
Let's get back to those parking tickets of mine. Oh, no. As I said before, I'm the contractor on that building going up at 1021 50th. Yeah, I know, but there's... Police say my trucks are blocking traffic. I know, I know. I can't do anything about it. Well, Faraday, that's a big construction job. 36 stories. My trucks have to park in the street while they're waiting to unload. John, there's nothing I can do. Look, you're a police officer. Can't you handle ordinary parking tickets? A little while ago, you were talking about Blackie. Now you're talking like him. You know, um... Maybe I'd better suddenly get busy. Really, Faraday, isn't there something you can do? Your trucks are parking illegally, John, and that's up. Excuse me. Hello, Faraday speaking. Inspector, call just came in from 50th Street. Woman for the Simmons Construction Company was shot to death five minutes ago. What? Yeah, while he was up on the 20th floor laying concrete. Nobody knows where the shot came from. Well, uh, what's the address? Told me where the guy got killed? Uh, 1021 50th Street. Thanks. Get me a squad car, will you? Yeah, you bet. What's the matter, Inspector? Maybe I'm going to work for you after all, John, but not on those parking tickets. You've just had a murder in your company. What? A murder. One of the foremen on that building you're putting up was just shot to death. Oh, no. No, he says. Yes. Now, now, don't get too upset about it. Murder's my business. I solve them every day. Now, come along and I'll show you how I do it. I certainly will. Oh, uh, you were going to see Blackie, weren't you? Yes, but I think that had better wait. Uh, this won't hold you up long. Come on down to your building with me and then we'll go up and see Blackie. Pull yourself together. My foreman murdered. It'll take time for me to get over this. Uh, cheer up, John. It's your foreman who's dead, and he'll never get over it. How's Blackie doing in there, Shorty? Shh, Miss Wesley, she's sleeping. Oh. Good, good. Something. The way he can't talk. That's what I call something. Oh, laryngitis doesn't last. You'll get his voice back. Gee, I sure hope so, Miss Wesley. Because unless you're here with Blackie, too, I I ain't got nobody to talk to. (laughs) Oh, oh, that's probably a doctor. Come in. Hello, Miss Wesley. Well, Inspector Faraday. You know John Simmons, don't you? Don't you, Miss Wesley? Oh, yes, yes, of course. We met several months ago. I'm glad to see you again. You're looking as lovely as ever, Miss Wesley. Well, I'll have to see a photograph of ever before I'm sure I like that. <laughs> I ain't nobody glad to see me. Oh, sure. Oh, as long as Blackie isn't with you, I'm always glad to see you, Shorty. Uh, you know Mr. Simmons, don't you? Any guy who knows Blackie, I know too. Hi, you, Mr. Simmons. A little puzzled at the moment, Shorty. Uh, look, John, will you believe me? It's as simple a murder case as I've ever worked on. Oh, you must mean the murder of the foreman on that 50th Street building. How do you know about that? Well, you heard it on the radio. My company is constructing that building. Oh. That's why I'm so upset. Uh, look, John, let me worry about that murder. And let's not talk about it anymore. Now, come on, let's go in and see the invalid. Well, uh, just, just a minute. Mr. Simmons can go in to see Blackie, but I don't think you ought to, Inspector. <laughs> All I want to do is cheer him up, Miss Wesley. You know me. I know Blackie, too. One look at you, and he'll probably strain his vocal cord trying to outshout you. What's the matter with him, Miss Wesley? He caught a very bad cold last week, and he still can't use his voice. Well, that's what I've been waiting for. Come on, come on, John, let's go. (laughs) All right, Inspector Faraday, you may both see him. But only for a few minutes now, mind you. I'll wake him up for you. Imagine, for once he won't talk back to me. Oh, he's awake already. Um, Blackie, the inspector, and John Simmons are here to see you. Morning, gentlemen. Please. Hello, Blackie. You certainly look fine. Oh, John. Glad to see you. Uh, don't let him kid you, Blackie. You look awfully sick to me. 
It's looking at you that's made me sick, Faraday. You know, I think you better go to a hospital, Blanky. Even your jokes need a doctor. Darling, darling, please don't talk. No, just listen. You'll be surprised how much you'll learn. There's been a murder at the building I'm putting up on 50th Street, Blanky. Wish you were out of bed to work on it. If he gets out of bed and meddles in this murder case, I'll work on him. It's the simplest kind of killing. I know the killer already. The guy's wife. It's got to be her. The killer could be anybody. Even you, John. Let's hope not. Aren't you a wise guy, Blackie? John here couldn't be the killer. He was in my office when the foreman was shot. Um, excuse me, Inspector, but if you found out where the shot came from... Well, you don't have to be excused for that question, Miss Wesley. The shot was fired from one of the high buildings in the neighborhood. And we'll probably never know which one. And the same goes for all your suspects, Faraday. <laughs> that voice of yours sounds awfully silly, Blackie. Does it? Wait till you see how you look when you can't find your killer. Miss Woods, I'm, I'm sorry to come to your home at a time like this. But your husband has been murdered, and it's my job to find out who killed him. I understand, Inspector Faraday, but I don't know what I can do to help. You can tell me who might have killed your husband. But I don't know. Look, Mrs. Woods, a guy doesn't get shot for no reason. But I can't find a reason. There can't be any reason. But there has to be. What did your husband do wrong? Nothing. Hmm. You're telling me. I checked into his background. He was the most popular foreman on the job. He was a leader of his lodge. He was the best-liked guy in this neighborhood. What's more, he didn't have an enemy in the world. Everybody liked him, Inspector. Somebody didn't. How could anyone ever dislike him? He never did anything wrong. What kind of a husband was he? A perfect one. Mm. Seems to have been a perfect everything, including a perfect target. Please, Inspector, I can't talk about this any longer. I'm sorry, Mrs. Woods, but this simple murder is getting complicated. And I'm getting nowhere. I'm sorry, Look, I... look, Mrs. Woods, now, uh, about your husband's family. Was there any, uh, any trouble there, jealousy or something like that, hmm? Bill was awfully good to his family. He gave them everything he could. Where? Maybe that's a clue. What do you mean? Maybe he gave his family too much, and you too little. And you might be the one who killed him. Did that, uh, hit home, Mrs. Woods? No. And he was shot by a high-powered rifle from a long distance. Only you could know what he was wearing and exactly where he'd be and be able to spot him from far away. That's not so. I don't expect you to agree with me, Mrs. Woods. But I tell you something you can't expect. Yes? A complete investigation of what you were doing at the time your husband was killed. I was sleeping. Oh, so you were sleeping then, huh? Maybe you're going to have to prove that, Mrs. Woods. Because I'm wide awake now. <laughs> Shall I keep on reading, Blackie? Yes, Mary. Go ahead. All right. Um, according to this newspaper, police say it is impossible to tell from which building the shot was fired because Wood's fellow workmen can't agree in what position the dead man was standing when he was hit. <laughs> but the police, nevertheless, are searching all high buildings in the area in hopes of finding some clue. Uh, does it say what kind of a gun he was killed with? Yo, yo, a high-powered rifle with probably a telescopic sight. He was shot through the heart. Any motive? No. No, according to this paper here, 
Police have no idea why he was killed. He had no family troubles, no financial troubles, and his standing in the community was perfect. What are you writing, darling? Something I want you to tell Faraday. Get him on the phone, huh? Of course. Here you are, Mary. Read this to Faraday slowly. All right. Bless Do you mean what you say in this note? Afraid I do. Oh. Hello? Faraday speaking. Oh, Inspector, this is Mary Wesley. Now, look, don't bother me. I'm busy. But I have an important message for you from Blackie. I'm not interested. Well, you should be. It's about Bill Wood's murder. What does Blackie know about that? Only this. That another workman is going to be killed in the same place and in the same way. Tom, nothing, Jack, except I wish they'd get that west floodlight on. Those lights are making crazy shadows without it. I send a man down to see if something can't be done. Don't let the shadows get you, Tom. Yeah, but I was thinking, this is the exact spot where Bill Woods, the day foreman, got shot today. I'm the night foreman, so what? Doesn't it bother you? Ah, forget it. Hey, you guys, come on over here with those forms. Concrete coming. I'm going to give you a funny feeling up here. Well, I'm going to have a heck of a feeling in the morning if the boss asks me why we haven't finished this 20th floor. Come on, let's get this concrete done. Come on, you guys! Hurry with those floors! Concrete just come up on the elevator, Jack. Good, get those guys over with it fast. Rich. Hey, Jack! Jack, what's the... Holy man! He's dead! Austin Blackie is confined to his bed with laryngitis. But that hasn't prevented him from predicting that a second murder would follow the mysterious killing of Bill Woods, shot to death by a high-powered rifle while he was working high over the city in a building under construction. Faraday questions Bill Woods' wife, only to be reassured of what he already knows, that Bill Woods had no enemies. As we return to our story, it is shortly after the second killing. And Mary Wesley and Shorty are in Blackie's apartment when Faraday and John Simmons, employer of the two dead men, break into Blackie's bedroom. Blackie, I want to talk to you. So do I, Blackie. You know something about these killings. Please, 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 gentlemen. Blackie, sit. He's going to be a lot sicker when I get through with him. Blackie, how did you know Jack Barnes was going to be killed? I didn't know, John. Just a guess. Hey, you know something, Blackie. Now, who told you? You tell me a lot of things that aren't true, Blackie. How did you know the second foreman would be killed? Well, this is serious. Two of my men have been murdered. Uh, you think you have a serious problem, John. What about me? I have two murders to solve and no suspect. I know both Bill Woods and Jack Barnes were killed by the same person. How do you know that, Inspector Faraday? I know it, Miss Wesley, because they were both killed by the same gun. And you have no idea why they were killed? If I know why they were killed, I might have a clue to their killer. You know, what surprises us is that you don't think it's Blackie. Uh, I'm beginning to wonder about him. I'll tell you that. It'd be just like Blackie to get out of bed and kill Jack Barnes just to, just to make your guess come true. Not this week, Faraday. Blackie is not in the mood for murder. Hey, Blackie, what are you writing? Maybe it's my will. Mm. I couldn't have that much luck. The paper said there was no reason why Bill Wood should have been killed, Inspector Faraday. What about Jack Barnes? Same thing. He was just as well-liked as Wood's. If not better. You know, 
There's always a reason for a guy getting killed. But this time I have two guys and no reasons. Well, who have you talked to? Everybody, including Bill Woods' wife. Hey, what are you riding, Blackie? Shh. Inspector, what was Bill Woods' wife like? A nice-looking girl. In fact, I'd say she was beautiful. I thought for a while maybe she killed her husband. We haven't found anything to prove it. Well, if she killed her husband, why would she have killed Jack Barnes? I didn't say she killed Jack Barnes. But you said the same person killed them both. Huh? That's right, Faraday. You did say that. Because they were both killed in the same way and by the same gun. Hey, wait a minute. Mrs. Woods has no alibi. Nobody saw her at the time of her husband's death. She says she was sleeping. Blanky, will you stop writing? I didn't think you would. You were talking about Mrs. Woods? Oh, yeah. Maybe Mr. and Mrs. Woods didn't get along. She could have killed him for that. And, and maybe she killed Jack Barnes because Jack knew she was the one who killed her husband. Hey, I'll see you later. Where are you going, Inspector? To see Mrs. Woods. Maybe she'll claim she was sleeping again when Jack Barnes was killed at 8 o'clock last night. Uh, why don't you knock off a little sleep yourself, Blanky? Judging by your jokes, you need it. <laughs> Blanky, will you do me a favor? Solve these two murders for me. Not only because the killer ought to be caught, but... Well, the men on the building are beginning to get restless. I can understand that. I'll try, John. Thanks, Blackie. I'd appreciate it. Um, let me know if I can help you in any way. I'll be at home. I'll take you to the door, Mr. Stanley. Thanks, no, Miss Wesley. I can find my way out. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. I'll be grateful for any help you can give me, Blackie. Goodbye. Mary. Hmm? Or Shorty. In the other room, I'll call him. Uh, Shorty. I have a little job for him. Shorty. Oh, well, darling, why not let me do it? I'll need you here. Okay. Uh, you want me, Miss Wesley? Yes, I do. Well, what do you want? Blackie wants you to do something for him. Oh, sure, Blackie. Anything you say. Look, short one. Parody's having trouble with these murders. Hey, you want me to solve them, boss? Indirectly. Mm. I've written out a few instructions. All you've got to do is follow them. <laughs> Is this the East Wing, nurse? Yes, sir, it is. I'm Inspector Faraday of the police. I'd like to see Mrs. Bill Woods. She's sleeping now, Inspector, but of course, if it's important, I'll waken her. Now, wait a minute. When was she admitted to the hospital? About six o'clock yesterday evening, according to our record, Inspector. Six o'clock. Huh? It's right here on my desk. I'll get it for you. Mm. She was admitted early last night. She couldn't have killed the second fool. What'd you say? Huh? Oh, uh, nothing. Well, here you are, Inspector Faraday. Mrs. Woods' record. Hmm. Admitted at 6.15. Nervous prostration. Mm -hmm. I'd like to take a look in Mrs. Woods' room. That woman in there might not be Mrs. Woods. You policemen think of everything, don't you? Hmm. Well, you have to, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, here's a room. I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't have to wait for Oh, me. I won't. Well? Now you can close the door again, miss. Well, is that Mrs. Woods? I'm afraid it is. Afraid, Inspector? Why? I'm afraid Boston Blackie's going to stay in bed and find the answer to this before I do. Oh, maybe that's Shorty reporting, Blackie. I'll get it. Hello? Miss Wesley, this is Shorty. Oh, yes, Shorty. Have you finished? Yeah, I've done everything Blackie said. Just a minute. 
He's finished with your instructions, Blackie. Good. Have him tell you what he found out. Only hold the phone so I can hear him, too. Right. Uh, Shorty? Yeah? Uh, Blackie is listening to this, too. So tell him what you found out. Okay. Uh, first, I went to Bill Woods' house, see? His wife wasn't there. She went to the hospital just after the inspector talked to him. Yes? And there wasn't nothing wrong with Bill Woods. He was okay, just like Faraday said. What about Jack Barnes, the second foreman? Well, I'd say he was even more okay than Bill Woods. I, I talked to his wife. Why was she a beaut of a tomato? Real slickeroo. Never mind that, Shorty. What about Jack Barnes himself? Oh, he was solid, Miss Wesley. Swallow his wife, great to his kids. Had a real ritzy house. All done up slick inside. Yeah, he was an okay guy in the neighborhood. Hmm, what else? Uh, well, that's about all, I guess. Oh, thanks, sure. Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. Uh, Blackie has written something he wants you to do. Uh, just a minute. Uh, here we are. He, he needs a photograph of Jack Barnes' house. What for? I don't know what for. But do it just the same, will you? Oh, sure, sure, I'll do it. But it sure is crazy. Don't worry about it, Shorty. Maybe Blackie thinks a photograph is about the only thing this investigation will develop. <laughs> Well, if you won't tell me why you want this photograph, Blackie, will you at least tell me why you want these two hunks of concrete? I want to look at them, Shorty. Oh, Blackie, you're getting sand all over your blanket. Maybe those two foremen were killed because of the sand in these pieces of concrete. You're joking. Guess it. But the sand in this piece is different from the sand in the other. Oh, and maybe one isn't as good, huh? And maybe an inferior grade of sand could be a motive for this murder. Right, Shorty. Uh, yeah, boss. Take these pieces of concrete to a laboratory and have them analyzed. Oh, sure, boss. Right away. And Mary. Yeah? Call Faraday and John Simmons. Ask them to come up here. You never fail, do you, Blackie? Even flat on your back, you're going to put Inspector Faraday back on his feet. Well, I wish I knew what... All right, Blackie. I don't know what Everybody is here you, and waiting. Oh, I know. Now, are you going to tell me who killed those two men? You're going to tell us, Mary. Are they? You're going to read the answers as I get through writing it. Oh. Nobody knows the answer, Blackie, because so far there isn't one. Well, Inspector Faraday, maybe you're right about Mrs. Woods. The same person killed both Woods and Barnes. And Mrs. Woods was in the hospital when Barnes was shot. Hey, what's this photograph? It's a picture of Jack Barnes' home. What's it doing here? I've been trying to find that out ever since Shorty brought it to us. Here's the answer to everything, Mary. Read it and watch Faraday weep. Uh, Blackie, you're just wasting your strengths and my time. Ignore the inspector and read those notes, Mary. Everybody ready? Yes. Yeah, we're ready. All right, all right. Here's what Blackie's written. Quote, There are three people involved in this crime. A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. Now, just a minute. A was the first to die, killed by B. B died next, at the hands of C. I tell you, the same person killed both A and B. Well, now, here's what Blackie writes about that, Inspector. Yeah, uh, what? Both persons were killed in the same way by the same gun, but not by the same killer. In this case, two killers used the same gun. All right, that's possible. But what about motives? Wait a minute, here is the motive paragraph, Inspector. Um, A, Bill Woods, was killed by B, Jack Bond. Huh? Now, let me finish. Because Woods told Barnes he thought the grade of concrete used in the building was inferior. Barnes knew it was, went to see, and received instructions to get rid of 
Woods. Hmm. He got rid of him by killing him. Hmm. I can check on that concrete. It's already checked. Here's the lab report Shorty got. Uh, you're trying to do my job for me, huh, Blanky? He's done it, Inspector. Listen to this. After Barnes killed Woods, he went to sea and demanded more money to keep quiet about the interior concrete. But, but if he... So C killed Barnes. In other words, there were two different killers, but the motive for each murder was the same. Now, I've read nursery rhymes that solved a crime better than this. Who's this guy C, or is a guy named D gonna kill him? Hold your breath, Inspector. C is in this room, sitting in the chair beside you. Huh? C is the boy, John Simmons. I've heard just about enough of this comedy. Haven't you, Inspector? Yeah, I certainly have, John. Wait a minute, wait a minute, please. I suppose there's more to that note of black. Yes, there is. Shorty? Yes? Shorty, tell Inspector Faraday what you found in John Simmons' house. Oh, sure, sure, Miss Wesley. It was the murder gun. A high-powered automatic rifle, see, with a telescope sight. Fired twice. Satisfied, Inspector? No, not until I see it. Sure, Inspector, I'll go get it. Inspector Faraday, grab Mr. Simmons, he's trying to get away. I'll grab him. Let go of me, let go. I'll let go of you after I let go of this. Now, get up. Come on, come on, up. All right. All right. If you want to talk, John, it may go a lot easier on you. Why should I talk? You know about the concrete. You have a gun. You don't have to know anymore. Yeah. I know you were lucky enough to be in my office with a story about traffic tickets at the time Woods was killed. That wasn't luck, Inspector. That was because he knew when Barnes was going to kill Woods. He planned to be in your office at that time. Uh, I can figure this out from here, Miss Wesley. Uh, Come on, John. Why did you kill Barnes? Well, the answer to that is easy, too, Inspector. Mr. Simmons was being blackmailed uh, by Quiet, Barnes. Miss Wesley. Come on, John, you better talk. How did you get the gun to kill the first fallen? Oh, I know that one, too. Barnes gave it to him to hide. Hey, look. Where are you getting all these answers? Blackie wrote them out for me. And here's the last one. Simmons thought it would mislead police if both men were killed in the same manner. Well, you certainly misled us plenty, John. But there's nothing misleading about your going to jail. Hey, hey, where's Shorty with that murder gun? You tell him, Mary. Well, you have a confession now, so I can tell you, Inspector. We were, um, just guessing about that gun. But we know now you'll find it in Mr. Simmons' house. Well, concrete caused two murders. I guess that's that. Oh, wait a minute. Blackie's writing something more. Here, here, I'll take it, Donnie. What does it say? It says... Faraday, this is one time a murderer will be convicted on concrete evidence. I hope you enjoyed this latest Uncle Eric Presents episode. Stay tuned for the next exciting episode. Please check back often and make sure to subscribe to my podcast so you won't miss the new exciting episodes. In the meantime, scroll up or down to find other exciting episodes to listen to. Don't forget to visit UncleEric.com to see and listen to all the program categories and episodes. There are also hundreds of the old classic crime and detective television show episodes you can watch as well. They're a hoot to watch. That's Uncle UncleEric.com. If you like this episode, please consider buying Uncle Eric a cup of coffee at the support link below. Thanks a million. Thanks for stopping by. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>